You guys, I was just on the phone with one of my sweet, young, 20-something-year-old friends. And oh my gosh, I have such strong feelings about today's topic that I had other plans for today's podcast episode, but throw those plans out the window. That conversation can wait because today we need to talk about you finding your voice. If you are in your 20s hoping there is more to life than boys and Bacardi, you are in the right place. Katie Ballmer has been a keynote speaker to over 60 colleges nationwide, encouraging 20-somethings to realize their worth, find their calling, and not date their bags. But seriously, Katie is an author, viral TikTok creator, wife, mom of two girls, and your adopted aunt that you never knew how bad you needed. Ready to have some real conversation tackling the hottest topics? This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Okay, I have such strong feelings. Where to start? In my real life, when I go to my daughter's volleyball games or cross country games or just like whatever, it doesn't often come up like what I do for a living. Because when people hear, oh, you have a podcast and you do stuff on social media and you travel to speak, like they think things, okay? (laughs) Whatever. I am not trying to win anyone's cool side. I'm just... I'm just a regular person, right? But people think, oh, well, whatever. They think things. And let them think what they think. That is not the point of this conversation. What I'm trying to get across is people start to say like, oh, well, I could never. Let's use public speaking, for example, because this is the easiest way to for me to unpack what I'm trying to say. Okay, when it comes to public speaking, this happens all the time to me, you guys. People go, oh, I could never do that. <laughs> Y'all, when I was in kindergarten, the teacher asked my mom if I actually could talk because I never spoke. She thought something was wrong with me. I was painfully shy. I, I never spoke up about anything and I hold microphones in front of hundreds of humans. It is bananas. So I would have said I could never. And the first time I did, I held a microphone in front of a stage, I almost died. And the second and the third time, the point I'm trying to make is if anyone wants to do something like that, you have to do it scared. That means writing a book. That means hitting post on a social media post that you like want to share. That, ooh, I have such feelings because so many people have good things they want to share on the internet. And what an interesting time that we live in where we all have a platform. We all have these tiny computers in our pockets where we have a megaphone to the world and so few humans are hitting post on sharing their faith, on speaking up against things that light their light them on fire. You know, like there are a lot of loud voices. I say this all the time. There are a lot of loud voices, but very few true voices. There are true voices. You listening, you listening to this podcast, you are interested in Truth For Your Twins podcast. That means you probably love the Lord. That means you probably have strong feelings about anti-hookup culture. That means you probably believe we were created male and female. I mean, I could go on, but these simple things are counter-cultural. So if you were to speak up, and I'm not saying cause fights, but kindly and respectfully on the internet, I'm just saying you could also be a life-changing, world-changing voice. Okay, here's another example. (laughs) I recently, and I'm going to do a whole nother podcast on this because I also have strong feelings, but I recently did a TikTok slash reel called Holistic Sex Ed. 
Maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. But I, on TikTok especially, it, it really blew up. And let me tell you, I recorded that bad boy like three times. I thought about it for forever. I It took me a while to edit it. I was scared to hit post. I don't want to talk about sex on the internet, you guys. It's not like I'm like hot diggity dog. I can't wait for my mama and grandma and aunt. Like, you know, this is not comfortable. It is not an easy thing. And this is where I get so frustrated because I see a lot of people my age and, and usually much older who just settled for mediocrity. They just they just went through the motions and now they're looking back and saying coulda, shoulda, woulda. And that makes me so, I don't know whether to cry or throw things because you only have one precious life. And for whatever reason, and if I don't know how long you've been listening to this podcast, you know that you know, through my past mistakes and through having my own daughters and through studying all there is to study about the way God created sex, I've become passionate about this subject. Is it comfortable to hit post on these on these topics? It's still not. But that one holistic sex ed post that I'm talking about, I'm just looking back at the TikTok comments and you guys, I mean, one person said, this needs to be shared all over the internet. The hookup culture needs to stop. And here's a great explanation as to why. So many people commented that they were sharing that with their children. Someone here said this was the beautiful, the most beautiful explanation I've ever heard. I mean, it could go on, but it's so encouraging and to, it's so encouraging to hear these comments, first of all. So thank you to anyone who ever comments on people's videos. It means a lot. But what I get so frustrated is I, I talk to young women like you. I do mentoring. I had that phone call with a young lady who has passions. They're not the same as mine and that's okay. But she has passions, but she's afraid to do the thing. She's afraid to hit post. She's afraid to start the podcast, write the book, whatever. And the internet could be waiting and thirsty. That post is just an example of how hungry people are for just kind. I don't think I'm anything special by any means, but I feel like what I was able to do, why that landed so well is because I was just communicating what I know with truth and love. And I, I don't think that that's hard. And I feel like you can do, if anyone's listening, you know how to do that. You know how to, you know what you're passionate about. If you don't know, I want to argue with you. <laughs> because your life experiences, the way you see the world, there's little things that just prick at you. Um, y'all know I talk about hookup culture. Anytime I see something on TV where, the, where they laugh it off or the irony of how I wish I had good parents yet let me go hook up with strangers like that, it aches at me like it makes, ah, I can't stand it. And maybe that's something else that someone just passes by. Um, I have a conversation with a girl who's super, super passionate about changing the world and letting people stop watching pornography. I know I'm talking about some heavy topics here, but it, it doesn't, ha- it could be, it could be a first grade teacher. You could be a decorator. Like I'm not saying you have to have these huge, deep subjects, but I mean, I have a friend who who is an interior designer and maybe like that seems, that seems so surface, but it really isn't because I'm, I'm not really good at that. I'm not, that's not like my gifting, but she came over. I actually helped her do some social media and she helped me look in my office and help rearrange and organize stuff. And she, her gifting is to help people love their home and your home is somewhere you live every day. And once you have a beautiful and organized space that bleeds into all the areas of your life. And I'm just saying, whatever that passion is in you, 
chase it. <laughs> chase it unapologetically. Chase it with everything you have. I am someone who is older. Looking back, my only regret is that I wish I would have done what I'm doing now sooner. And that means you have to start scared. You have to start not completely prepared. You know, obviously do some homework, you know, have a little bit of things so you know what you're doing. But you're going to start with some failure. You're going to start, you know, learning. And what we often do is we look at people that are so far down the line. Oh, I can never do what they're doing. Like we said at the beginning, you are comparing your day one to someone else's year five. That's not fair. And people say, oh, well, if I start this, I don't have a big enough following. That is a good thing. That is a safe place to fail. Looking back at some of the stupid stuff I posted when I had like a hundred followers, <laughs> I'm glad I only had 100 followers and most of them were people I knew in real life because, you know, they knew even if I said something obnoxious, like, well, they know my heart. They know I didn't mean, you know, whatever it was. Because I know from experience, when you reach a much larger audience and there's only so many things you can say in a 15 second reel or TikTok or whatever, sometimes it's taking not the right way if you reach someone who has no idea who you are and Thankfully, over time, because I started and have learned along the way and because, you know, I've got to a point where hate comments don't bother me anymore, but they used to, they used to be crippling. And so let's talk about that for a hot, sec a hot second, because I know the pushback because, you know, I talk to people who want to have a, establish a voice on the internet or write a book or whatever it is, but it's, it's what will they think? Or what if I get hate comments or whatever you guys I know that you probably know the answers to this, but let me just say from experience, I was crippled the first time I had a viral video and not everyone knew who I was or, you know, knew what I was saying or misinterpreted some things like the first few hate comments. I, <laughs> you can ask some of my close friends. I'm like, do you go to counseling over this? Like there is no guide on how to go viral. I will say in my experience, a lot of my Gen Z friends take this with stride, I guess, because you've grown up with the internet and stuff. But I do know that there's still that fear of like, hate comments are never fun. But what what I want to say is 100% of the time, if I've gotten a hate comment on the internet, I when I if I take the time, which I don't often, but if I take the time to look at whoever user number 527 is leaving hate on my content, it is never someone who has a big following or posts a lot of content. And there's a quote from Brene Brown that says, if you are not in the ring getting your butt kicked too, then I'm uninterested in your opinion. That'll preach, right? Because 100% of the time, people who say you should have done this better or something, they're giving you content uh, advice. They're, they're telling you how you can do something better. Like, wow, thank you for your advice. You have approximately five followers, you know, or they're, Sometimes they take cheap shots. Like I just did this video of someone who had, someone said I had a big nose. I'm like, are we in first grade? Like saying your mom is fat or something like that's such a cheap shot taking physical dives at how you look like. And then lastly, you know, your, your content isn't for everyone and as it shouldn't be. I mean, I'm going to talk about Taylor Swift again, because that's all we talk about at my house. My kids are obsessed She's probably the most popular celebrity in our world right now. Not everyone likes her and that's okay, you know? And obviously she had her own feelings about that coming into stride as she was so young and had some haters and stuff. 
you are going to have haters. Go ahead and write it down. Like, but you're going to survive. Your content is not for everyone, but there is one person, probably more likely a million, but there are at least one person out there who needs to hear your story. They're going to relate to your testimony differently than mine. Even if we have very similar testimonies, because you come from a different walk of life, you might look more like they do. You're closer to their age. I would be so sad if you didn't share your story because you thought it was too similar to someone else's or there's girls listening who think, oh, I don't have a very exciting testimony because, you know, I've always kind of done the straight and narrow. What a beautiful testimony. That's the testimony we want for our children. It is still so needed. It is still so valuable. Anyways, I am going to just share a few quotes that have totally changed my life. Like maybe it sounds dramatic that a quote has changed your life. I don't think it is <laughs> because as I said, when I first went viral, like in 2020 in COVID, when, you know, all we were doing was making content on social media from to today where, you know, my first hate comment that crippled me to today where, you know, I just got one and I was like, okay, whatever. Like it truly, truly does not bother me. That was not an overnight process, but a lot of the change was from these quotes that I want to share. And I hope that at least one of them will be like, you know, really preach to you and really help you. And, and if it does, I'd love to hear from you. Like maybe send me a message on Instagram. If you don't, if we're not already friends on Instagram at Katie Bulmer life is where I like to hang out. But I'd love to hear if one of these kind of hit home for you. Um, Cause a lot of them like collectively, they really help change my life. So anyways, one quote is you will never be criticized by someone who was doing more than you. That is what I just talked about a little bit, how if I ever get a hate comment and spend the time to go look at their content, a hundred out of a hundred times, it is Joe in his mama's basement, barely creating any content. And if they do have any followers, it's less than me and it's, they're not creating content. They're just, they're okay. It's like, thank you for your opinion. You don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. I love this quote. I've shared this before on this podcast. This is from the creator of LinkedIn. You've heard of LinkedIn. It's kind of a big deal. He said, if you are not embarrassed by the thing you put into the world first, you started too late. Boom. That means you are going to have to start. Well, here's my next quote. The only way to get ahead is to get started. You are going to have to hit post. You are going to have to do a rough draft of the book. You are going to have to publish your song that you were scared. You, you know what? I'll just go ahead and tell you someone is going to be better than you. There's a better author. There's a better songwriter. There's a better social media influencer. And we're talking about kind of things that have big followers or, or whatever. Like, again, an interior designer, a, a first grade teacher, there is always going to be someone better. But you, oh, I'm sorry. I have such strong feelings because I just see so many people who settle for going through the motions. But what a joy it is when someone just truly steps into their calling and gives it their all. We were at a volleyball game and there was this guy serving food at a buffet. That is not the most glamorous job, right? But this sweet man, he, he only had a few teeth <laughs> and he had the biggest smile though. He was so sweet to everyone that came by. He's like, get yourself some extra rolls. They're so good. And he was just kind and he was making the best of his job. And how many buffets have I been through in years of my life? I remember that one guy because he was just doing his job to the best of his ability, shining by serving 
green beans, you know? <laughs> and so what I'm trying to say is, golly, do, and who cares? There's a million buffet workers who just slop the green beans on someone's plate and just does their business. That is what most people do. Most people just do the bare minimum. They get through life. They never do the brave thing. They never shine. They never step up into their calling. And that is what I'm trying to communicate today. Do it. Do it to the best of your ability. Huh. Okay. Back to my quotes. <laughs> the only way to avoid criticism is to stay quiet, but please speak up. And that's true. And most people settle for, I'm just going to stay quiet. I'm just going to do the status quo. I'm just going to stay, you know, mind my business and and never ruffle any feathers. Boring. No one ever changed the world by staying quiet. That first viral video I had, and I remember it was about talking about sex on the internet, what I do a lot here. And I was, I was crippled in fear. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to do this again. And I had a friend tell me, you know, no one ever changed the world by sharing a funny cat video. <laughs> you know, like that might go viral. Cool. But like, is that going to change anyone's life? But I was over here speaking some truth bombs that needed to be said, and it's still not comfortable, but that is what needs to be done. Okay, your obedience doesn't require an audience. I'm like, dang, these quotes, I'm, I'm like, they're changing my life all over again. Because again, you know, when I first started doing what I was doing, I, I had no followers. I <laughs> When I first published my book, I was so shy about it. I never talked about the writing process. I never talked about, hey, you know, at this date it's coming out. I literally posted on Facebook. It was like, my book comes out in two days. Hope you like it. Okay, bye. You know, <laughs> I was so quiet about it. I was so shy. And on Instagram, I had, I don't know, only a few hundred followers at that, definitely under a thousand. But I just did it. I just hit published. I just wrote it. And I think I've shared this before on here too. The first draft of my book, I misspelled a famous author's name. I was quoting an author from a book that I read and I misspelled his name, you guys. But I had the book published. Obviously, I've revised it and fixed some of those errors that I had. I would suggest getting it well edited. I did have it edited, but we both most missed that. Anyways, these are just things that I've lived through that I'm just so passionate about because I, you have to do it. You have to do it wrong. You have to do it scared. You have to do it imperfect. Imperfect action is better than no action because I could still see scared Katie sitting on the sidelines, looking at other people getting hate comments, looking at other people who are better than her thinking, oh, you know, why should I do it? Because someone else is better. Someone else is more prepared. Yes. And all of that is still true. But I have learned by doing. I have learned by hitting publish. I never would have got booked for my per first speaking opportunity if I wouldn't have a book that had an author's misspelled name. People started asking me to speak because I was the author of this book about how sorority women have world-changing power. I mean, I just see now how it all worked together of that obedience, even though I didn't have an audience, even though I had no idea what I was doing. All of those steps were necessary to do what I'm doing now. Not that I've arrived. There's so many people with bigger podcast audiences. There's so many people with much more social media followers. Like there's always going to be something better. I don't, I'm not looking to be the best. I'm looking to do what God created me to do and just keep showing up, showing up, saying what I'm supposed to say imperfectly, you know, not with everything all figured out, but just keep showing up. 
My next quote is being brave is being scared to death, but moving forward anyways. I remember looking at people doing what I wanted to do. People I looked up to other authors and speakers thinking, oh, I guess they're just not scared. I guess they're just more brave than I am. But I I think that's untrue. I think that you just keep going even though you're scared. Uh, This past week, I spoke to an audience of several hundred sorority women. I I wasn't unscared. (laughs) I never get, I never, you know, just like, oh, completely unscared to get up on the stage and hold a microphone. It gets more comfortable. I get more confident in what I'm doing. I've had some total speaking bombs in the past, of course, but you just have to keep moving forward. You have to keep moving forward even if you're scared. Another quote is, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. That's so true. If you talk to anyone who is, quote, all of a sudden a success, they'll be like, they don't know the time I was strumming the guitar in my parents' basement. They don't know the time I was, you know, writing the draft and then trashing it. There's so much that goes into the behind the scenes. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh, you're a success. Like, no, (laughs) it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Here's another quote. Everyone wants to grow their platform, but not everyone is ready. That really spoke to me when I first started having any traction on social media, because for years I just had, you know, a few hundred followers and I'm like, oh, you know, if only I could grow my platform, if only I had more followers, everything would be okay. I wasn't ready at that time. I wasn't ready. There was so much. I just need to keep showing up and keeping obedient in the small audience because I wasn't ready. And I think that that is just part of trusting that God is good. He can be trusted, that not everyone needs a big following. We just have to keep showing up and be faithful for the few. Um, Okay, that is all on my list. (laughs) As I've said like 12 times, I have very strong feelings about this subject. I just know listening, probably the majority of you guys, you, you have a passion inside of you. And again, that can look so different, but I want you to step into that unapologetically, step into it without having it all figured out, step into it without having a big audience and, and just start creating, start creating unapologetically. You know, even as we said, like a first grade teacher or a green bean server, whatever that might look like do it to the best of your ability. Do it as, you know, there's a Bible verse that talks about doing it as serving the Lord. What Imagine the world we would live in if everyone stepped into their role that way, you know? It gives me chills thinking about everyone, you know, the cashier, the, the teacher, the lawyer, everyone serving their audience, serving the people they were created to serve to the best of their ability as they're serving the Lord. And just with with gladness, with joy, (laughs) with confidence that you are where you're created to be. And if I'm saying all this and you're like, okay, okay, this is cool, but I don't know what I'm created to do. I think I said this at the beginning, but I would argue with you a little bit because while you still may not know because you're very young, I want you to start by looking at your past experiences and think about what sets your soul on fire. That might sound like cute or whatever, but there is something within you that makes you lose sleep at night. And, and it can be so many different things, but I, I challenge that either there's a life experience or, or a hunger in the world that gets you fired up. And, and maybe you don't know because you don't want to listen. 
because I was that girl. I was a girl who knew right when I graduated college, I hear, I heard God say, I want you to share your story with sorority women. And I was like, what? Putting my fingers in my ears, like, don't hear you. Don't want to hear you. I'm 22 years old, you know, barely out of college. These girls know that I was the one doing keg stands and, you know, doing questionable things at frat parties. They're not going to listen to me. They're not going to listen to, you know, the world changing power in sorority girls. They're not going to listen to me talk about how faith can be such a a game changer and we can see revival on college campuses. These are the things I was passionate about as a 22 year old, but I ignored it for years until I had a breakdown moment. I've shared that story before, but essentially I am sure I heard the voice of the Lord say, I was trying, I was deep in the deep end of homeless ministry, trying to do all the right things, even though that wasn't where God had called me. And I remember I heard vividly like, God, God was like, where, what are you doing? I never asked you to serve the homeless. Like that's cute. But there are other people I have created to do that. Go share your story with sorority women. That is what I've designed you to do. And that design you to do, I think is really powerful because we are all designed so uniquely and so beautifully from our skills, from our passion. Some of you can sing, some of you can write, some of you want to do these things, but you just need to develop those skills. And you know, there's partly being born with passions and there's partly showing up and doing the work and practicing. And even if you are born with these talents, of course you get better the more you practice. They say it comes, it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert, right? And we're all becoming an expert on something. Are we becoming an expert on scrolling social media? Are we becoming an expert on I don't know, decorating or cleaning or sharing our voice, that we're all becoming an expert in the way we spend our time. And that's a really powerful way to think about it too. You know, what do you want to become an expert on? And what can you start spending your time doing? Anyways, okay, I could talk forever on all of this, but let me know if one of those quotes was impactful for you. Let me know if this helped you start or launch or hit post on something that fires you up. I did not even share our sponsor. That is Liquid IV. I talk about them a lot. That is something that helps me do what I'm passionate about. I truly love Liquid IV. I have it on my desk right now. I drink every morning the energy version of Liquid IV. And if you want to give it a try, there's a discount code in the show notes here. But I am so glad that you showed up today and hit play on this podcast episode. I love you. If it is helpful, please take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Give me a tag at Katie Bulmer Life and I will share it and give you all the thank yous. Hey, if no one told you today you were awesome, you were designed to do something amazing, your voice is unique and powerful and it is meant to make an impact in this world. Show up, show up scared, show up unprepared, show up imperfectly and do what you were designed to do.